Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is live, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving Iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving Iron time and time again. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Market Rundown with Chip Nounger. Chip, how you doing this morning? Hey, pretty good. We finally uh, bucking the trend here. We've had, I think, uh, almost 48 hours without rains. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, we don't know what to do here normally. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, we're the same way. We've we've gone a little bit here without any without any moisture, and, and quite frankly, I don't know what to do with myself. It's uh, it's uh, something way out of the norm right now, and and uh, but we did have a kind of had those isolated thunderstorms all all weekend at, in the evening time around. Yeah, us, so. our, our so, rain's supposed to come back Tuesday, so uh, it's a. It was an all-out sprint. Uh, I've heard some uh, kind of horror stories. I get it. I'm not criticizing uh, anyone at all. Don't hear you say that. But uh, <clears throat> at this point, our insurance debate uh, in Illinois, Indiana, uh, and Ohio is, uh, I believe it's Friday the 5th. And uh, the, the remains are supposed to come back starting Tuesday and the rest of the week, uh, at least in this local area here, uh, give or take 30, 40-mile radius of, of Peoria, Illinois. Uh, we're just getting three to as much as six inches of rain the rest of the week is what they're forecasting right now. So guys, if they're uh, mudding it in, I wouldn't be uh, probably catching the right, the right term. Um, you know, trying to get some seed and ground to get it in by the fifth. Uh, at least you're covered under your full amount of insurance. Everyone's different. Some people are going to take pre plan on some acre. Some guys are trying to get uh, some of the drier stuff in. Uh, it's an absolute, uh, absolute mess in, in many areas. Planters getting stuck, and you, you know, um, you know, rows not closing back up. It's, it's kind of a mess here, but it is what it is because you know, June. Uh, where are we? June third here, second third. I don't know what we are, but uh, it's June. I know that, and you shouldn't be uh, starting to plant corn right now, and that's what some producer space literally. So yep. it's a, it's a bad situation. The markets are a little bit lower here as we speak. Uh, actually turning, uh, uh, and with the exception of wheat, corn has turned a little bit higher. More rain's coming for the plains, more rain's coming for us uh, in the eastern corn belt. Uh, even the bean market here, uh, you know, there's untold millions of, of acres that are going to go in the ground in June. You, you can't count on uh, 70 bushel beans when you're putting them in, um, you know, pick your date in June. So. Right. It's, uh, it's a very dynamic market that we're facing, and uh, it will be for many months to come as we debate the acreage and the yield and prevent plant. Unfortunately, there's not just a button they can push here in uh, six or eight weeks and, and tell you exactly how many. Well, there is, but they, they refuse to do that. Um, so we're going to debate the prevent plant acres uh, most likely until January and, um, and yield until you know, probably January as well. And uh, this market uh, is way different than what we're used to in the last, uh, say, 14, 18 months. So a lot of volatility, a lot of ways to make poor decisions, a lot of ways to, to make good decisions too, um, but you gotta have a gotta have a plan and execute it. All right, all right, so the, the first soybean 
insurance dates coming up here in June 5th, uh, just a few days out. Um, on Wednesday, George Burkaw and I are going to have a, a, a crop insurance webinar here on, live on Twitter. But what's it look like on June 5th when that day comes and goes and, and we're still looking at, at prevent plant now in soybeans instead of, of corn at this point? Yeah, it's it, honestly it's such a case by case scenario. Um, you know, with prevent plant, there's mm-hmm. there's lots and lots of uh, issues and moving parts around that. Comes down to um, you know what crop insurance you have, what coverage. The higher the coverage, maybe the more that starts making sense. Guys with lower coverage levels, seventy five, eighty percent. Or if you have, uh, you know, nitrogen and, and chemicals, fertilizer down on the ground, they're the ones maybe rushing to, to get some seed in the ground. So it's such an individual case-by-case scenario. There's a lot of, uh, you know, um, minute details surrounding uh, the prevent plant issue. Uh, there will be some of that. There's just no question. It's, uh, I mean, even even here, just walking in yards, I mean, it is it's saturated. Mm-hmm. Um I just never never seen anything like it. Though there will be uh, by far a new record amount of prevent plant acres in the country, um, and, but it's just it is really a tough decision. And producers, um, you know, maybe the tougher decision is uh, around that: Do I keep planting after the fifth? What's the forecast look like then? You put seed in the ground after the fifth in the apron corn belt, at least corn. Uh, you lose a percent a day. Uh, up until uh, I believe the 20th uh, where there's technically no more coverage. So it's uh, producers have a hard enough time dealing with, um, you know, not only last fall was, um, you know, a horrendous fall, but it just kept, kept raining, snowing, hasn't quit. Uh, so producers really haven't had time to, Get their head above water and, and take a breath, and now they're faced with all these decisions about uh, prevent plan and all the issues surrounding uh, a planning here. Yeah. All right. So let's bounce over to the uh, couple things. One is, uh, you know, on Thursday night, Friday, whatever it was, Trump talked about slapping some tariffs on on Mexico in order to get them to quote unquote enforce their own laws so that we could enforce our our laws when it came to uh immigration which whatever we got the you know we got the new nafta done and then you know not too long after that that happened what's the what was the market's reaction to that over the weekend and and do you think what we see now is as prices going a little bit lower now having to do with that or do you think it's just a typical volatility you would see in a market like this yeah i think that would have added a tremendous amount of volatility we were down on friday that uh, that tariff uh, uh, announcement to Mexico was a shock to the market. <clears throat> if it weren't for the wet weather and the and the delayed planning here, uh, that would hit the market harder than it than it did. Uh, but it's definitely something that affects the market. Uh, China's um, right now, or I should say, Mexico is right now. I believe they're number one right now. Usually they're number two. Um, importer of U.S. corn, I think for this past marketing year, they're number one. They also buy large amount of soy meal, soybeans, uh, pork, um, all kinds of other agricultural products. Major agricultural trading partner, obviously. And so that's not a it's not a good development from the ag front. It's just uh, again, it's like farmers can't can't win for losing here. You know, they uh, have been fighting this China tariff issue, trade war for well over a year. 
uh, horrible fall, horrible winter, horrible spring, horrible planning, and now we're going to tariff um, the uh, the, fir- the the number one or two biggest uh, buyer of, of U.S. corn. So it's uh, it's been a, a year to forget, I guess, as far as production and trade issues go. But it is a big deal, and it's a work in progress. We don't know how that's going to uh, progress, and you know that's not even trade related. That's more political and, and immigration and, and border related, but uh, nonetheless, President Trump is using uh, tariffs to, um, you know, try to enact some sort of a change out of Mexico, and uh, that, that that escalates every month, right? So I believe uh, what is next week that first five percent goes in, and then every month thereafter it increases all the way up to twenty five percent. So that's going to ramp up uh, the the. Um, the volatility and the rhetoric and the, the you know importance of this thing real quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I don't quite get that one either, but whatever. Um, they have uh, okay. So let's talk about the cattle complex for a little bit. Cattle market's been kind of up and down every other week. It feels like one week they're up, next week they're down. They're kind of bouncing all over the place. A lot of volatility in that market, having to do with I'm sure with how the uh, the stock market has been reacting to, to various things going on in the world. You know, um, one day the stock market's up big, the next day it's down uh, big. So um, talk about the cattle complex and what you see happening there. Yeah, cattle had a, a real ugly close on Friday. It was the end. Uh, End of a month, so let's hope we can uh, chalk it up to that. But we had major selling on the close uh, on Friday in uh, in cattle. The, the sharply higher corn prices here the last uh, a few weeks have really done a number on feeder cattle. Um, so feeder had, feeders have kind of led the, the cattle mark lower, and then we had heavy selling pressure. So the funds are still long cattle, uh, a much more manageable position. But, uh, boy, at the end of the month uh, there on, uh, on Friday, they really hit that market hard. Um, part of the issue here is uh, there's a little bit of a concern about domestic demand, right? Uh, I mean, it's been hard to, you know, fit a grilling session in between uh, rains. And yeah. so there's a little bit of concern that, you know, domestic demand of pork and, and beef both are, uh, have taken a little bit of a hit here. And hopefully we can see some better weather into the summer. But uh, pretty ugly clothes. Uh, Friday in uh, in feeders especially and live cattle. Hopefully it was kind of the last gasp and last uh, you know puke from the funds there. But uh, this morning we'll tell a little more of the story. Hopefully we can stabilize this thing and start talking about a bounce. We're into June now, and, and usually you see uh, a seasonal low uh, coming to the market. Um, you know, in the first half in, in, of June in the beef market. So hopefully that follows through uh, as normal and will help give us a little bit of a buying interest. And uh, hopefully we can turn the corner and see some better weather across big chunks of the uh, the U.S. to maybe kickstart our demand a little bit as well. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of tough to go out and fire up the grill when it's raining inches at a time. It makes it a little difficult. But it's, uh, I tell you, it's, uh, it's <clears throat> tough. And uh, chilly, cold, nasty weather, and then finally it warms up and, mm-hmm. you know, literally uh, just torrential rain after torrential rain so yep. it's been a it's been a challenge everywhere you look and uh you know the pork side too talking about uh you know the hog side real quickly uh you saw china back in for the u.s pork again last week uh on thursday second week i guess it was announced friday because of a memorial the, uh, holiday but second week in a row but that was in uh, in the face of these uh, mexican uh, trade tariff uh 
uh, announcements, and uh, that took a little bit of the steam out of what probably would have been sharply higher uh, hogs. So, uh, you know, very, very influential. The hog market, you know, I, I mean, it's probably faced one of the most, if not the most bullish situations ever uh, all time in hogs, but now you've got Chinese tips and Mexican tips, and it really throws a monkey wrench in things. So, um, you know, tough, tough time to navigate these markets uh, any which way you look at it. Yep, absolutely true. So I've read a couple articles now where they, <clears throat> excuse me, where they've talked about AFS and in in, uh, in in Vietnam now, and they talked about it being up in North Korea and and thought about maybe even in South Korea too. So, um, pretty much Asia is pretty well consumed by the African swine fever. So it's a it's a it's a bad deal over there, and and uh, you know it's uh, hopefully it turns out into something good for the uh, U.S. pork producer. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's definitely if we ever start getting news from a from a trade perspective and start uh, getting some agreements and get some of these uh, tips behind us, uh, there's plenty of friendly things in the world. I mean that ASF issue, uh, despite the, the talk that uh, they're working on a vaccine, um, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and uh, yeah. kind of spreading to other areas of uh, of Asia, particularly um, uh, Vietnam. Yep. Sounds like uh, it doesn't sound like they've got it uh, very under control no. in, in China. So uh, serious, uh, serious issues happening uh, from that front, and you know, longer term, I, I think that you could still expect uh, a lot of support in the hog market uh, longer term. But uh, we got to navigate some uh, turbulence here in the short run because of the the Mexican situation. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, plenty of stuff going on, and never never a better time to have a plan in place if folks want to reach out to you and talk about a plan or help you have you have you help them devise one how would they do it <clears throat> yeah best way is just uh, give us a call 309-550-7213 i um, love to chat with you challenging times you got to have a plan uh and you got to be willing to execute that plan and, and change it as conditions change so uh we'll to chat with you 309-550-7213 right on and do not forget to tune in uh Wednesday the 5th here coming up here uh, with George Burkhaw myself doing that live webinar on on uh, on crop insurance and what that looks like moving forward so um, that's at 6 o'clock here live on uh, live on Twitter so Chip thanks for your time buddy and uh, have a good week alright we'll talk to you uh, in a week sounds good bud Thanks. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, now part of the Global Ag Network. If you'd like to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel and watch Market Roundup with Chip Mellinger, Sean Hackett, and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax News with Glenn Birnbaum. Please visit movingironllc.com. Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and globalagnetwork.com. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century.